Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Oh, <laughs> 
And welcome to another episode of The Cocktail Lounge. I am your hostess with the mostess, Aggie, and with me, as always, is my affable, quaffable co-host, Brad Slager. How are you doing this evening, Brad? I'm, I'm doing very wonderful, actually. I'm, I'm very proud. I'm an accomplished individual now because I've just been awarded the aluminum medal for the 12-ounce curls. Oh, hey. <laughs> I bet you're a gold medalist on that Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm very deeply immersed in the Olympic spirit. Yeah, I, okay. I'm really not. I haven't given two shits about this entire thing. It's just been. <laughs> I, they've actually driven me to complete apathy with these games, and usually I love the Winter Games. That's my bag, you know. And the NHL's not going. The Women's tournament was a little bit uh, impacted because the USA's top scorer went down. The whole thing's mm-hmm. taking place in China, which is a complete shit show to start to finish. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't don't really care much this year. No, no, I, I've, I've not watched anything of it. No clips, nothing. Uh, I think the closest I came to watching something was um, I frequent a Hungarian, yes, believe it or not, there is a Hungarian restaurant in this area <laughs> of all places. Wait, Middle where you Yes. <laughs> what? Is it a Hungarian enclave where you're located? I, I, I don't know any other Hungarians except the people that actually run the restaurant, so, so, so there's that, but because you know i you know they they have a very limited menu so they only cook certain things on certain days so i follow them on facebook so that i can determine when i can put an order or whatever so their stuff pops up every so often so of course when the hungarians won the bronze medal for uh short track it was it was all over their 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 timeline and everything so it's showing up in mine i'm like oh Okay, that's still going on. I, honest to God, I don't know when the Olympics started, so I have no idea. <laughs> I'm guessing it was, what, last Friday or the Friday before that? I don't know. Yeah, the, um, well, the opening ceremonies were technically on Friday, but they started some of the games earlier because I guess they're in tournament format and they needed to be... Uh, yes, yes. You know, the games yeah, have to be a, in and such. That's a little open secret about the Olympics. They don't... Um, some of the games, both summer and winter, start actually before then, before the actual opening ceremony, so that they have time to finish during the ceremonies, and they can be awarded the um, the medals or whatever. So, that is the whole thing's just a, a shame to begin with. I mean, I, I was looking into it because this is the second time China's had the games in what. 20 years, 18 years, something like that. I mean, oh, short less than that. They were, um, no, it was, it's much less than that. They were in Beijing in 2008. Mm. So, okay, 13. Which, which Four. begs the question, you know, was no one else bidding? Is that why well, the AIOC? <laughs> actually, that's, that's the case because it's gotten to be so expensive and so many of the most recent olympiads were huge money losers that there's they were like 
there was a dearth of bidders. I think for these games, they had two countries. And I think Hungary might have been one of the other ones. So yeah, <laughs> and I think the IOC just said, "Well, you still got out facilities over there from the summer games, right? Let's just reuse those." And that was it. I guess I don't know. Whatever. I mean, the, the Russian games were a complete crap show. And uh, yeah, I forgot the what was the name of the town? It started with an S, I think. I don't know. Sochi, wasn't it? Sochi. Yeah, that's what it was. And then the, yeah, that uh, was that was a disaster. And wasn't that the time the Korea, that? We're not um, a money winner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's just that this is the, the Olympics are supposed to be the time where all politics are just rescinded. It's not about politics, it's about coming together through sportsmanship and, you know, competing on the world stage. And that has gone the way of the dodo. It's all politics, as far as I can tell, to the point where, you know, I, I mean, there have been a lot of complaints about the treatment of the Olympians over there in Beijing this year. A lot more than back in 2008, I might add. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, they're saying, think, too, that if anybody... If you get COVID while there, you're screwed. Well, I I think they're deliberately sabotaging some of the um, uh, Olympians. There have been several top-notch Olympians that have had to um, raise red flags because they're not getting enough nutrients in their food. They're not getting, you know, they're not allowed to go uh, outside their quarantine to... uh, practice you know all, all this stuff and i'm like I, I i get that this is a once every four years type of thing and for some people it's once in a lifetime but considering what the olympics has become uh i i would just stick to national and world instead of olympics because it just doesn't mean anything anymore it really doesn't yeah it's not uh I don't know, it's just not that jingoistic feeling I'm getting usual. It's just like, I I really don't care this time around. I mean, it's just, it's really China. I just don't really give a rat's ass about these games because of that. Well, I, you know, it's just, for me, there have been so many red flags, no pun intended, actually a little pun intended, about this whole thing taking place in China, especially in the advent and new normal that is COVID, I suppose. But on top of that, because China has become such a hostile nation, subtly so, but still hostile, why would you risk sending your countrymen to a country that is... You're basically sending hostages, is what you're doing. Well, the thing is this, too. I mean, (laughs) there's... Like, China's trying to fight back this image of them being a hostile nation. You know, the opening ceremony was an absolute joke because you listen into the NBC commentators and you could tell when they're reading a script that was fed to them by the Chicoms. Oh, God, (laughs) yeah, you can. There was was one video where they were saying, you know, even though a lot of the Western nations are 
antagonistic towards some human rights abuses, China's actually been doing significant outreach in Africa and is well-beloved in the development in that area that they're shut the living hell up. There's only one good thing about China. You know, there's only one good thing about China. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm still looking for it. I'm oh. just give, I'm not giving up hope. You're say so that there's got to be something. The ocean from us is probably Oh, in proximity this day and age, would be one thing. Is that <laughs> Does that really matter in this day and age now? <laughs> I mean, seriously. But this is what I love about the Chinese is that they 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 want so food desperately to control their image, right? You know, that that's just mm-hmm. their thing. I mean, they to the point that they control Hollywood and what Hollywood puts out on their screens. Oh, so, you and Ordi have covered this and you and Paul have covered this, you know, extensively as to how they manipulate Hollywood into sure. changing things so that China looks good. And, but the and thing is, they're communists. So they don't know subtlety. Like, <laughs> they don't understand about doing things on the sly. So Friday evening, I think it was, maybe Thursday, might have been Friday over there, we saw it, I don't know. The um, There was a Dutch news broadcast. Oh, yeah. And the guy was doing a remote from Beijing. He's on the street, and he's outside the Olympic Village, and he's talking, giving his report. And then all of a sudden, Chinese authorities barnstorm the guy live on camera. He's doing a live feed. They come in, shut him down. They pull him off camera, and the thing is still rolling. <laughs> and, he, and he kept talking. You could tell. He kept the, talking. Yeah, he had his mic live. And then the girls in the studio going, uh, uh, and, uh, uh. Oh. Jerking, she looked um, <laughs> terrified. She looked absolutely terrified. She could not believe the horror that she was watching. And I'm like... It's, I mean, it wasn't like it, they threw him to the ground or anything like that, but I mean, they literally pulled him right off camera. It's like, no, 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 you cannot talk this way about us. And not if you're going to you know, be that censorous about broadcasters, pull the plug first, you dumbasses. Don't do it live on camera. <laughs> I, you know, and the thing was, I was listening, and my Dutch is very rusty, as in non-existent, so I really couldn't understand much of it. I could only pick up a few things. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back and see the transcript, if I can find it, and then, you know, translate it somewhere, because I don't think that he was actually saying anything negative about the government. I think he was complaining or pointing out... Um, the accommodations of the Olympians. I think that's what the topic was, but I'm not sure. I have to. I have to go back and look at it. But but yeah, I mean, it was just it was right there, and it was caught on a live feed that China could not control. So yeah. they actually had to drag him off. And I mean, that's that's the level of subtlety in China. They just like shut this down. You can't say this, and they pull the guy away. It's like, um, <laughs> hey Ling, you're on camera, buddy. <laughs> we can see you. But I mean, it is that they are that obsessive, though, about this. It's one of my funniest really stories are. about Hollywood. One of the Mission Impossible movies. They actually filmed it in China, you know, both so they can get tax breaks. Plus, there's movie release restrictions they put on Hollywood and how much of a box office take the studios get. So, if they incorporate with a Chinese production studio, they get more back. They can get on screens there, that kind of thing. And there's a chase scene with Tom Cruise, and he's running, like, through a neighborhood area on a foot chase. And the Chinese censors made them cut, like, four seconds out of this chase scene. Because in the background, 
there was an apartment complex and people had their laundry out on clotheslines drying. Which is completely normal in any place in America or any place in the the world, really. But the, the censors did not want all the Western nations to think that Chinese people could not afford those basic utilities in the house like washers yeah. and dryers so see, so they see, cut that it, scene out and, and this this is this it's little nitpicking things like that i mean you remember the um the new karate kid movie with um what's his name uh jet smith or whatever it was <clears throat> and jackie chan mm-hmm. well the original had japanese characters Mr. Miyagi was Japanese. The second one, they went to Japan, even though the second one really doesn't exist in the timeline because, you know, when the third one picks up where the first one left off, and I don't know, whatever. But it was Mr. Miyagi all along. It was Japanese. So when they decided to redo this, you know, Jackie Chan wanted to bring it to China so that um, I guess we could see how wonderful China was. And I was like, why does he want to go back? I mean, he's over here now. He left there for a reason. Blah, blah, blah. blah. No, no. He's still a big-time China devotee. So, you know. Also, there's just that small little issue where karate is Japanese, not Chinese. Exactly. That's the big one for me. (laughs) Should have made it the Kung Fu Kid, maybe. But, you know, just saying. But, you know, Americans, they're not... Yeah, you know, it's all the same thing to them. So, <laughs> yes. whatever. Those martial artists all look the same. I know they're they're they're, they're all the same. So, um, so yeah. I mean, and let's not forget the the imbroglio with Maverick's jacket yeah. in the top new Top Gun movie. And, well, and I mean, it's just he wore his father's jacket, and that was like a key plot point in the first movie. And when the trailer came out, China made them change it because one of the flags on the back of the leather jacket was Taiwan. Ooh, can't have that. Nope. nope. In and an American military film. I just, I, I was just like, China's calling the shots on what we get to make over here. We're actually appeasing two groups, both of which don't watch the movie. So <laughs> I just, I don't know. I Hollywood's in the toilet, but whatever. But yeah, that whole thing with the with the Dutch reporter, um, a lot of people when they saw that were saying this cannot be real. And I'm like, these are the people that are liking. They're just they're very myopic goes on in the world. I saw firsthand a reporter in Germany being hauled away by Polizei because she was bitching about how I, I believe it was the Socialist Democrats or one of the Socialist parties um, was I, they were talking they were she was at the Reichstag and they were talking about how this very important vote was supposed to come down and the Democrats reneged on it or something and she complained about the fact that they're not doing what their constituency wanted them to do and all that stuff and and I'm watching this in real time because there's only one one newscast in all of Germany. It's broadcast across 15 stations, but it's only one, okay? So it's it you can see it. That's all you see. It's just that one newscast. And 
the police I came over to her and took her microphone away and the next thing you know you see is the camera being jostled and being pointed to the floor because she was criticizing the government i mean this happens okay and she was a german citizen <laughs> so you know it, it doesn't happen here so people think that because it doesn't happen here that it doesn't happen anywhere else and i'm like y'all really have Americans really have no concept of how they really do take that First Amendment for, for for granted. They really do. They take the entire Constitution for granted, but specifically the first ten amendments, the Bill of Rights, they completely take for granted. And oh man, can I can I go off on the First Amendment here? Of course you can. It's well, your show. Not uh, it's our show. That's why I'm, I'm blow it, blow it. <laughs> All right, I'm not going off on the First Amendment, but I'm going off on a stunted shit weasel who's been complaining about it quite often. I swear, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I I I just want to wait. Wait, he's still Prince. I thought the Queen I, said. Like Fuck I care. You, go away. I don't. I don't. So I don't care about these two. I would have. All I know is I just want to backhand a bitch. These two open their mouths, and frankly, I don't care about his wife either. I see what you did. <laughs> News comes out today: Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have quote concerns about Spotify and misinformation. That Joe Rogan might be putting on the airwaves. Go shove some spotted dick in your mouth and shut the living hell up. There it is. (laughs) Red headed stepchild of royalty. This Um, is the thing. It's not even that I'm pissed off with these two. I don't know. Here's the thing they got drummed out of the family. Everybody thinks it might have been because of her. I personally have zero interest in any of this drama, but they came over here to get away from that. Supposedly, supposedly destitute. One of the first things Harry did when he came over here was complain about our first amendment. I know the irony did not escape me. Oh, the, oh, you're back in my country. You know, we have limitations on what they say about us and no, the press just can't go wrong. They think they want to say. Yeah, yeah. It was so the the irony was so rich that day. I almost OD'd on it. Why don't you go hump your ass back to the bog then, instead of living here in Liberty Town? But then after I, that, he goes on our airwaves, prime time Sunday evening. Would they have forty million viewers or something to gab with Oprah in the backyard and go look at their chickens? That was that was. I, I have to say, my meme, the one that I made was my highest grossing liked tweet ever. <laughs> Which was both of them with Oprah in the backyard. <laughs> but yeah, it was ridiculous to have these, you know, talking about oppression. And I'm like, she's the world's wealthiest woman. And these two are also millionaires. And they're talking about oppression. And I'm like, uh, boy, the disconnect was just incredible. They signed a deal with Netflix to the tune of about a hundred million. Yeah, yeah. 
exactly. I'm like, I, I, I don't, and I really don't understand because I want to. I, I fight with myself constantly trying to give Harry the benefit of the doubt because of the time that he served over in Afghanistan. He, he served with distinction, and I, in good conscience, cannot take that away from him. But it's almost like he decided, you know what? Those ten years that I spent in the army, they don't, they're worth shit. I want to be with my woman now, and whatever she says, go. Is here my, my balls? And I mean, it's like, I mean, but it was see, like, I'm glad you're it next. It's it's refreshing that you say that, not me. <laughs> it, I, you know it what? Takes on I, a whole if, level. We see I'm this every gonna, now and then, though, because I'm, it happened with Sean Penn. Yes. And when he was hanging out with, uh, what's her name from South Africa? Robin Wright. No, no, no. No, no, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Charlize Theron, yeah. Sorobica. She made him melt down all of his guns because she doesn't like him. And he did. He complied. I just cannot. I cannot with these people. And the funny thing is, he just came out last week and was complaining about beta males and how, oh, you know, the way society's going, they're really dumping on men, and men are becoming sidelined. <laughs> really? Uh, so it's, I'm, I'm taking it that Charlize is on vacation right now, and you're able to get your testicles out of a jar in the closet. I was, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's up with him, but he's just, he's trying so hard to look manly. Because he knows he has erred so badly. But every time that he tries, it just comes off as so wrong. I don't, I just, <laughs> I just don't understand, like, why anytime there's, like, a major breaking story, we have to get their two cents splashed across the PR wires. Well, that's just it. We don't, but that's what journalism has turned into, sensationalism. That's all they cover. They don't cover truth. They don't cover facts. But this isn't even sensationalism. This is... Who gives a shit? Yeah, I know. I mean, they, they're inconsequential. I mean, they cannot be more divorced from the American day-to-day, 40-hour-a-week individual than you could possibly get, maybe. I mean, they this come from I was, royalty, both sides. I mean, she's, you know, Hollywood celebrity, but still. She, well, she's a she's a C celebrity she's not even the b rank i mean no, i honest to god i think I, I saw her in two hallmark movies and that's it i'm right. sure she's done more stuff i'm not saying she hasn't i'm I just saying she was in one Mark- s- some series or something nothing i've ever seen i mean i've just i've taken it on authority that she used to be a performer oh, okay <laughs> you say so but it's just she doesn't i don't know whatever she I don't, I, I don't uh, anybody listens to what they have to say because they don't have any impact on anything. They don't. And, but that's just it. They gave up their bullhorn and now they're like screeching to be heard at every turn. And I'm like, you had your opportunity. You had titles. You had duchies. You literally had charities and 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 titles and and all sorts of shiznet that you could have used to raise your voice in whatever form you saw fit. And you decided to give all that shit up. Your grandma said, fine, that's the way you want it. This is the way it has to be. You didn't like it, but that was the way it had to be. I mean, every single title that was conferred to Harry with his military background was stripped, with the exception of, you know, 
what he retired as. So that was a big blow because one of those titles was like, like the biggest wig, you know, the biggest wig of the entire army or something like that. So, I mean, it was a, it was a huge title and grandma said, this is the way you want it. This is the way it's going to be. And so now they're wanting to be like, in the news all the time, they want to be, they, they want to not only speak out, they want to form the opinion. And I'm like, you give up every single tie that would even come close to helping you form the opinion of the masses. And now you look like, you know, lost children wanting, wanting their toys back. Well, it's like they basically were upset because of all the media attention they were getting, but then they realized they missed that global soapbox they used to have. So they want exactly. to like lord over people and, and control the messaging, but it's a two-way street here in America, and guess what? People are allowed to tell you to go pound sand and... Oh, you know, and... Hit the bricks with uh, stuff. As I grow older, I find that I it's a lot easier to tell people to pound sand. I was in a <laughs> I was in a discussion with somebody. I don't even know what it was. Uh, I I want to say it was in another social media site, and uh, there was a discussion going on. Oh yeah, it was a, it was in my family group over on on the Book of Faces, and um, you know one of one of my cousins. You know he's just going on and on about something like that, and I just tell him in Spanish. Take care of your eyes. They're the only balls you have left. And he, he ended up blocking me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Don't be such a pussy. <laughs> so he blocked oh, you, proving you accent. correct. Yes, he did. And I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but I have adopted it. And it'll be my catchphrase from now on. <laughs> Take care of your eyes. They're the only balls you have left. <laughs> Done. No, it's just... <laughs> I shouldn't even get this pissed off about these people. It's just, But it's like... You just want to slap them. You know, it's just like, listen, you're here. You're welcome to be here. But, um... Yeah, you're a new arrival, so don't, you know, start rearranging the furniture and telling us how to live things. You know, just settle in, <laughs> enjoy things. You got some freedom. I, Keep your mouth they, shut. And, but, you're gonna and that was it. the whole thing. They wanted the freedom to be able to pursue their interests and their charities and their goals. They're not doing jack or shit. Nothing. They've done nothing since yeah, gotten, they, getting here. The only thing they've done is complain. They barely That's produce it. anything for Netflix, and I think they might have even backed out of that deal. I don't know there was like some this fall. There was some discussion about whether or not they should end it, one way, one side or the other. I forget who it was even, but like there was. Oh God, uh, Netflix! You're you're not my favorite thing, but God, cut your losses, man! <laughs> Just cut your losses. <laughs> I, mean, I think they produced maybe one or two things on there, but you never heard about it. Like people were talking about it all across social media and on the networks and all that. It's like, hey, the Prince Harry special's out and everybody's watching. People are like, oh, wait, it's out already? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. They're, 
they, 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 they're definitely operating with this overinflated self-importance <laughs> that's unwarranted in this country, you know? Yeah, go back to your true. aisle and uh, you'll be regarded over there appropriately, I suppose. But here, <laughs> the well. only royals we really give a crap about are the L.A. Kings. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City. Beyond that, though, um, yeah, forget about it. You can go pace up a rope, governor. Ooh, nice. I, I keep forgetting you have a really good British accent. <laughs> All righty. Oh, yeah. There was another issue in good old, in good old Holland that we were going to talk about, remember? Oh, yes, my people. Your people. We need, we need oh. to shout out. These are your people. This is the song of your people coming up. Where's mm-hmm. my people? Where's my cup from? Who's that? I forget <laughs> how that song goes exactly. I don't think they'd appreciate the country twang in Rotterdam, but um, right now, I understand um, outside of the major cities, the Netherlands is primarily farmland. Uh, you know, of course, they grow tulips, a lot of wheat too. Damn good vodka producing country. Just saying, you've heard of Kettle One. that. You're welcome. Uh, you know, Dango. dairy, big time dairy country. Because I mean, the cheese. Forget about it. I don't want to talk about any other country. And where there's dairy, there's chocolate. Indeed, yes. the uh, The Dutch were very innovative in the cocoa trade. In fact, a few hundred years ago, it was a uh, Dutch botanist. Let's just say you go to Holland, you're going to gain two pounds the moment you step off the plane. But go on. <laughs> and even do beer pretty good over there, too. They know what they're doing. So, you know, when it comes to the food vices, that's the country to go to. As opposed to, say, New York City, by the way, where the mayor just declared food on par with drugs. Listen, <laughs> I... What's up with this guy? That dude, I, I think he's trying to... Uh, de Blasio, de Blasio. I don't know what his deal was, but... That's, that's not that's not his that's not his job. Well, no, you <laughs> know. Do, do you know how like vegetarians are those people that just can't shut up about them being vegetarians? Oh, they just elected really... one to the highest office in New York City. Ah, good God! Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this guy takes Pilates classes, that's going to be mandated pretty soon. <laughs> you need a vaccine <laughs> passport. You need to be able to plank. Oh shit! Yeah, he he basically said that. Food is as addictive as drugs. So I guess he wants us all to kick the habit of food. Huh? Anyway. Um, yeah, over in uh, over in the Netherlands, the, the farming people are gathering eggs. Uh, specifically, spoiled eggs, probably. They're, uh, they're going to be a hot commodity in the town of Rotterdam, which is a big, uh, big shipping region. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and, and and the base of many, many Harlequin romances, I can tell you that much. <laughs> really now? This I did not Oh, know. yeah. Oh, no, the Netherlands were like the, a hotbed for Harlequin romances. I kid you not. <laughs> huh. Well, you know what they say about those Dutch men. Exactly. Every single, every, I'm not kidding. Every single 
protagonist, male protagonist in a Harlequin book around the 60s and 70s. I, I want to say even into the 80s when it, t- it took place over there in, in uh, Holland, Netherlands, whatever, uh, was either filthy rich, a doctor, or a filthy rich doctor. I'm not gonna lie, okay. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, we uh, we could be a uh, passionate lot here, and uh, it sure isn't helping our cause. I mean, you've seen my statuesque form; that's pretty much in line with the. Oh yes, that's another thing. They were always tall, always tall. If anybody like, does watch the Winter Olympics, you're going to see some statuesque Netherlanders on the ice. Even the women. Uh, women usually top yes. out at about six feet on a regular basis, especially the athletes. So, yeah, we're uh, we're not shy about our size and girth there, you know. We've got it going on in that department. So, um, <laughs> one thing they're doing, too, in Rotterdam is uh, they're loosening up their arms, making sure their rotator cuff is properly limbered up and stretching their muscles because... Jeff Bezos has managed to anger the local populace. The Amazon CEO, multi-billionaire that he is, uh, he went to Rotterdam to have a yacht built. Makes perfect sense. I mean, shipping capital of Europe, possibly, so sure. why not? Yeah. Go there and uh, you know let the experts take care of things. Small problem. Oh, no, wait a second. Huge problem. <laughs> Big problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to just maybe say, unlike the natives in Rotterdam, uh, Jeff's a little bit on the shorter side of things and seems to be overcompensating a bit with his vessel. His, I am not going to lie. I saw the vessel. My God, he is well overcompensated <laughs> for something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Come on over here. I'll show you my big hull. <laughs> Get excited and look at my mast or something like that. I don't know. He's definitely going to be uh, on the design stage, of course. Uh, probably came to design. But here's a problem. They're, they're building this m- just massive, massive luxury yacht for the guy. Uh, they're having a slight issue getting it seaworthy because it can't reach the sea. This son of a bitch is so big that it can't get through the bridge at the port where they're building this thing. And they're now at the point where they have to dismantle the bridge in order for it to get out. It is beyond ridiculous. And this is a a very historical bridge that many of the people in Rotterdam are saying they do not want it touched. (laughs) They don't want it dismantled for his benefit. I'm personally at a loss as to how the shipbuilder didn't recognize this issue (laughs) in the course of constructing his mega phallus. I mean, yacht. It's, I mean... I, I, you're right. I just don't understand. I'm sure the specs were discussed and everything, so I don't understand why the issue of when you put it out there. I mean, 
I'm sure everybody's familiar with um, NCIS and <laughs> Lero Jethro Gibbs building the boat in his basement, and then suddenly one episode later, <laughs> the yeah. ship is gone, and everybody's trying to figure out how do you get it out, you know. How did it disappear? And uh, they don't have that here. There is no possible way to dismantle the yacht, put it under the bridge in sections, and then remantle it somewhere. So I don't understand why. It's almost like the, the civil engineers and the urban planners were not talking to the yacht makers at all. Nobody was telling anybody anything. Nobody, nobody checked to see if this was doable. I, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people. I'm like, seriously, my family calls me the queen of the mundane. I'm always looking at those weird details. Like, you know, you see this beautiful castle. I'm first first thing, I, am, I was eight years old. Where's the toilet? Because castles actually have toilets, but not toilets like the way we think of toilets. It's actually a part of the tallest tower, and there, there's a door. And there's a hole, and it goes all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you relieve yourself. So, you know, I, I would ask these questions. And so for me, if, if I had been in on this thing, my first question would have been, how the hell are we going to get this thing out? Because there's a bridge right there. It's not going to fit. <laughs> now, I mean, it, there's, I mean, still some question. I think this is still in the construction phase, so they're not completely completely screwed but they've basically put in the request for this and the you know city officials and others are saying no but here's the other thing they're they're so worried about the historical preservation of this but the thing is the bridge itself just got fully renovated in 2017 so it's not as if exactly they're taking apart a bridge from say the 1500s and that sort of thing but when they did that recommissioning i guess they basically had put a provision in there that it would never be dismantled again well, <laughs> uh, I'd say I'm sorry, two I'm, things. I'm laughing at Mike. He put up a a gif of me in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> really, Aggie? Are we going to be pausing? So, because you're getting distracted by yourself. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening later, Mike was kind enough to take one of the, my Christmas greeting video and he put it in GIF format and it now says, take care of your eyes. They're the only balls you have left, pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I should have added pendejo and I told that to my cousin, but oh well. But go on. <laughs> so is pendejo Spanish for no balls? No, you don't want to know what Pendejo is Spanish for. <laughs> Dauntless. <laughs> nope. You yes, want, we do. You want what it means now or the literal translation? Because I can't say the little literal translation on it's, the air. I, <laughs> yes, I you can. can. We it. want both. What, Lou? You can say it on air and we want both. Okay, usually... And that was just like a, like a jerk. You know, that, that's what you would call a, a jerk, a, a, a nasty jerk, or someone that's being an ass. 
but the little God, I can't say this. Oh God, I'm going to hell. It's a pubic hair. <laughs> That's what a pineo is. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay, it does not me. mean my good friend. I, never I, knew I always that. thought it was like dumbass or something of that nature. Yeah, it, that's what it's been. It, that's what it means nowadays. You know, that's what it's been meant to say. But it, you know, it's been, it's watered down. But the literal translation—that's what it—that's what it came from. And I am unbelievably red right now, and I'm just gonna say my novenas after I get off this <laughs> this, this podcast. Oh my god! Okay, go on. Um, I'm gonna tell you never to go to a construction site because if. Uh... You know, if there's ever a small unit of measure that's referenced, it's always a see you next Tuesday hair. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to hell. It could be a millimeter, it could be a foot, you know. It's just like, you got to move that beam over a bit. How much? Yeah, I just, you know, what? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a, and the weird thing is, I know engineers, they use that term. It's a technical term. <laughs> Yeah. I can't believe it. It's a unit of measure on a construction site. It is. It is. <laughs> but, yeah, there's there's a, an ongoing engineering squabble going on in Holland right now with Jeff Bezos. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to bet this is going to take place because, A, the guy, they, they used to measure... Uh, Bill Gates' wealth by, uh, you know, if he ever dropped a $100 bill on the ground, would it be worth his time to pick it up? Well, they would, like, factor in his hourly rate and how much time that would take and such. I think Bezos could drop a $1,000 note and walk right by it and not even blink. Well, I, I hope he does that. Where, you know, well, I'm standing next to him. That'd be nice. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, that plus the Dutch engineering that's in play, I... I they do things over in that country that would stun you even just like as far as something to conceive doing it they actually do it stuff <laughs> when it comes to the ocean and uh dealing with the tides and everything else i mean they can do they i've seen them build like an overpass bridge in a day they do it on a time loop kind of thing and you know what would take our dot probably two months to do they can go like you would see two berms and there's a roadway and they wanted to put a bridge over that and they did the bridge over that and there's cars going the whole time i mean that's just the kind of stuff they can do over there you know they just Mm -hmm. do some amazing things so i think as far as dismantling and rebuilding a bridge to spec you know i don't see that being a problem it's really going to be you know, send me the bill. Here you go. I mean, I just found this out which, about Bezos a week or so ago. Yeah, just to give you an I idea would... how much he makes. Mm-hmm. They have, and I didn't even know this. They have an advertising division at Amazon. You know, cutting commercials and other things. Not for Amazon, for other companies. Like they have their own advertising division. This thing cleared thirteen billion last year. Yeah, I didn't even sure know this thing existed. Buy the fucking yeah. bridge. <laughs> He'll probably buy Rotterdam, <laughs> not just the bridge. <laughs> I, the only other solution would be for him to buy a, a dirigible that they could hook onto the boat and lift it over the bridge and bring it out into the ocean. Not gonna lie, I would pay bank to see that. 
I would literally pay back for see that. I would love to see that happening. But I, you know, in the end, I think the people are really upset because he did not take them into consideration. He didn't ask if this was okay, if we could do this, if it's okay for him to have this built and then take dismantle the bridge. And I, and you know how people are. They weren't asked, so of course they're pissed off. And you know the bridge is going to be dismantled. He's going to mosey on out of there in his yacht, and they're going to remantle the bridge. Remantle? Is that? Okay, whatever. And the city's actually not just going to get the payment of dismantling and remantling the bridge, but they're probably going to get compensated for um, the... Um, I guess, the time and the discomfort of the whole situation and whatever. He, the dude just wants his damn boat. And yeah, he like will I, pay. He'll, he'll move heaven and earth, literally, and pay to do so in order to get his damn boat. So, But I've, I've read a couple reports and it sounds like this is still in development. It's not like it's built and they can't get it out. It's stuck. It's, I think they put in for it while they're in some form of development, so I think there's still a lot of play here. Yeah, so. Uh, we'll see. Yep. You will keep us abreast of the situation, I'm sure. Indeed, I can. But this isn't the only engineering fiasco taking place in Europe, is it? No, this one really hurts. This one really hurts. Y'all have no idea. I am... I'm like in grieving mode about this and <laughs> we were talking earlier about this and I started remembering actually going to this place and it was it was magic. I'm not going to lie. Being at the Reinhardtswald in Germany is like magic. And the Reinhardtswald is very famous. Y'all don't know it by that term, but you know it as the grim fairy tale forest and it's the forest where all of the filming is done for all of these fantasy movies fairy tale movies blah 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 as a matter of fact the grims the brothers grim was actually filmed in the area and at that forest too um but it's it's a beautiful beautiful area of germany as a matter of fact i can honestly say germany's best contribution to this planet is, is its forests. I mean, they're, they're beautiful. Everybody knows about the Black Forest. Well, Germany's littered with forests, true. But this one in particular is very, very special because of not just the growth of it. I mean, it's over a thousand years old. But there's just a certain quality to this forest that no other forest in the area has, or even in that country. And I can attest to it because I've been there, and it is magic. It is, you step in there, and you feel like you're in another world, and you you wait for the fairies to show up. You wait for, you know, all the creepy goodies to come at you and whatever. It's just, it's... It's just beautiful. And there's a lot of little towns. This, this is in the state of Hesse. And there's a lot of little towns that actually rely on the tourism of people like myself who want to go see this forest just for the sake of stepping in there and looking around for 15 minutes. I mean, seriously, I've, 
I'm that kind of person. I will just go in there and I'll stand in one spot and just marvel at the place. And so it has come to pass, and this has been a year in the making, that um, the state of Hesse, with um, the aid of the Christian Democrat Union, which is supposedly the conservatives in the Reichstag, and the social <laughs> socialist Democrats, which are the Greenies, <laughs> they've decided to raise the whole fucking wood down so that they can put up some fucking wind turbines for green energy. Now, I ask you, how fucking ironic is that? <laughs> I am so mad right now. I am angry. Because this makes absolutely no sense. There are cleared areas in all of Germany where they can put wind turbines. I know. But do they I have wind? Them. Yes, they do. They have winds. There are some in cleared valleys. That, I mean, seriously, I've been to the Neanderthal, where, you know, we get the term Neanderthal. It's actually, Tal is their word for valley. It's the Neander Valley. And I've driven on the Autobahn that spans it. And I've been, like, gripping. I'm not kidding. I was gripping the, <laughs> the steering wheel because that motherfucking bridge is thousands of feet high. So, so wait a second, you're saying in area. German, the word tall means valley. Yeah, T-A-L. Neanderthal so, is so the Neander Valley, and that's where the remains were first found of the uh, Homo Neanderthalensis. So their, their word for elevation is actually a hole. I think I'm starting <laughs> to understand what happened here. Yes. They're trying to so, save the planet, and they end up raising... Yeah, and I'm just... And let me tell you, this and this is actually um, a lot of people in the state of Hesse are very upset about this to the point where they're about to rise up against their government because the government, regardless of how it was voted on, and it was voted against, and it was like 80% of the people that voted against putting these wind turbines in there, their vote didn't matter. The Christian Democrats and the Socialist Democrats just got together and said, this is where we're going to put them. So let's get this moving. And they paid under the table, from what I understand. I actually, I actually sent a message to my German friend to, add, to, you know, to let me know what was going on and everything. And she said, oh, there were a lot of bribes going on. Because nobody in the state of Hesse wanted this. That, that is their main attraction in Hesse. So... I'm just trying to figure out that you're going for green energy, so let's chop down all the trees. It, it, Germany is under a lot of pressure when it comes to their energy. After Fukushima happened, they shut down all of their nuclear reactors. Now, keep in mind, Germany is actually on a solid plate. They get absolutely no earthquakes there. None. There is no possibility of even a 1.2 earthquake happening. It's just, it won't happen. On top of that, when they shut down all of that, they wanted to go strictly to wind and solar. So they started building all of these solar farms and started erecting all of these wind turbines. Well, unfortunately for Germany, they did not uh, look ahead as to the actual economic impact of that happening because this was going on around the same time that former President Bush decided to realign all the bases 
and move a bunch of troops out of Germany because Germany said, we don't want you here. He said, well, fuck you too. Bye. And he, I mean, seriously, he took out so many, um, so many troops. As a matter of fact, the home of the Big Red One was in Würzburg, Germany, and he relocated them inside of a year. That entire base was a ghost town in one year. So this impacted the German economy, and they did not have the American dollars anymore to offset the whole wind and solar boondoggle they had just, you know, <laughs> bought themselves. Then comes along, uh, I, and we've covered this before, the uh, gas pipeline, mm-hmm. which, you know, today Joe Biden says, well, we have plans to shut down. We'll tell them, no, you can't use that pipeline if Russia goes it. There is nothing that the Americans can do to stop that pipeline. That is a contract between Russia and Germany. We have no say. We just said, sure, go ahead. We gave them carte blanche. We can't take it back. We have no power over it. So I don't understand why he's saying what he's saying, but whatever. So they have the gas pipeline, but that relies completely on Russia. And so Germany is now stuck because they have no coal plants. They, they have no petroleum and their subsistence is purely on natural gas, which is coming out of Russia because they will not dig for their own. So of course they have to put up more wind, wind turbines and more solar farms. And in so doing, they're actually destroying the very thing that made Germany so special. And they they just, they won't stop. They think that this is the solution and it's actually no. It's 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 not a solution. It's they're they're actually just digging themselves deeper in the hole. Well, I just find it amazing that this country can just swing from Nazis to hyper aggressive hippies. Neither one's a good idea. No, it, it's not. And I, you know, I I'm not going to say that wind turbines are bad or anything like that. I particularly don't care for. That whole push towards wind, complete wind power or complete solar power, it's not always windy. It's not always sunny. So, you know, you have to contend with that. But they had, Germany and France both had complete clean energy dependence, independence from all the other major nation states around them. And they gave it up after Fukushima. And now, I, I don't know what they're going to do, you know, because Putin can just yank this whole gas pipeline from under them at any time. It's a big, big leverage. And I, I, I don't think, well, maybe the administration knows, and they're just not letting anybody in on the, on the whole joke, but it's, 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 Putin has such big leverage with, with this gas pipeline Germany is completely in its pocket, and I would not be surprised if this whole thing, you know, is tied back to that gas pipeline in some way. Well, that's the one that uh, that Trump had blocked, wasn't it? Yes, and it had been blocked for a very good reason. Um, I mean, I, I I have it in my notes from I want to say it was like two years ago that we covered this in in one of the podcasts, but I made all of the connections. Um, and, and it was, 
I was just like, you know, so this is this is why Putin wants this done. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, Trump, who was Putin stooge, actually blocked to Putin. So explain that to me. Yeah, that's I'm, always my favorite. Know, is like Trump was in his back pocket, but here's Biden giving him his pipeline back. Ah, uh, sure, how that works out, but okay. Follow you. And there. this, and, and I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this goes back to Gerard Schroeder, um, and before Merkel uh, became. Um, Prime Minister. It has been in the works for a very long time. Putin plays a long game, and a lot of people, you know, just don't understand that. That guy has been KGB since, you know, two days after he was born. So, you know, everybody's always underestimating him. The only one that didn't underestimate him was Trump, and that's because Trump was really more of a businessman than he was a politician. And he saw the business side of what Putin was doing over there, and he didn't like it. Yeah, but it's you know the the usual. <laughs> Everybody trucks in their bias without looking at the facts entirely, but that's what you're going to get all the time. So that's the world we are in. Speaking of though, forty men, you got to be loving all these segues tonight. Speaking of stupid <laughs> political decisions, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we're uh, reaching back to a story we covered a few weeks ago regarding a spice company. Yes. Did you just squee? Yes. Because <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's it, this is where my the Schadenfreude comes in. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> perfectly makes sense, but. Yes. We um we talked about Penzi Spices last month. They um came out with a special for the weekend uh to commemorate Martin Luther King's birthday. And the company decided it was a super swell idea to say for Martin Luther King's birthday, we're going to commemorate it with a Republicans are racist sale. <laughs> Which baffled me for a number of reasons. One being, um, well, I, 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 basically you have Martin Luther King, who's world-renowned for saying, don't judge people by the color of their skin, and you have a company honoring his birthday by judging an entire political party by the color of their skin. Um, I sense a problem already. <laughs> Bigly. <laughs> oh, but if there were only one. Yeah, this um, this company, Penzi's, is actually owned by an individual by the name of Bill Penzi, who is, as you could probably tell, a hyper-extreme leftist entrepreneur. Um, we we hear all the time about companies, you know, get woke, go broke. You know, when they they adopt whatever trendy social activism is taking place, let's say, or maybe like Ben and Jerry's where a political story will come out and they'll pick a side. You know, like, well, we're not going to make ice cream in the Gaza Strip anymore because we don't like what Israel's doing. You know, that kind of thing. Cool. Okay. This guy blew past all of them. <laughs> just basically came out and said definitively all Republicans are racist 
Buy some of yeah. my coriander this weekend. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, in honor of Republicans being racist, y'all can go, you know, fuck off, but buy some coriander on the way out the door. Oh, <laughs> what? It, it, and again, I, uh, I've said it before. I, you want to run your company this way, fine. You know, I'm not saying don't do it. I will say you're a dumbass for doing it because. Most companies right now are trying to recover from the pandemic, trying to recover from shutdown policies from local and state governments and such. Many companies are struggling and are hungry for just about any commerce whatsoever. This guy's basically cutting off, what, 40% of his customer base right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... Whatever. Okay, fine. So... I mean, he's done Which this for still, years. He's been very, very vocal. He's been extremely vocal. You know, he's hated Trump. He's like, I, I get it. But to but come he out never, and, ever did that before. To coming take out it and to say, that level. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all Republicans are racist. Um, okay, clearly you hate racism. That's obvious. B but the foundation of all racism is prejudicial thinking which i'm fairly certain is defined by somebody saying every single republican acts and thinks exactly the same and they are all racist i'm just gonna throw that out there just maybe for corrective purposes maybe i don't know <laughs> but i you know and, and it would have been fine if he just stuck to hey we're celebrating uh black history month uh and we have the special you know, spice blend, you know, buy, if you buy a jar of this, a four ounce jar, eight ounce jar, a pound bag, whatever, certain amount of proceeds go to the United Negro for College Fund or the NAACP or whatever. That would have been fine. I would have still bought it. But for, for you to tell me in honor of that, we're going to rename this Republicans are racist month. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you just tell me? Uh, if he had come out and let's say, you know, had some kind of marketing where he slammed Donald Trump or went the other way and said, you know, uh, all proceeds are going to go to the Democrat Party or something, you, you would still come out and say, whoa, that's you know, not a good idea, man, because you're kind of cutting off your customer base. To come out and say definitively, all Republicans are racist. Yeah, that was just like it's like man, I, how dumb can you possibly be with this, right? Well, and, and yeah, I, seriously, this guy had done this before. He had a, a specific spice made for um, uh, Pride, you know, Pride Month or something like that. There was a specific spice made for the N NEA union for teachers. There was, I mean, he's done. The, okay, the, and that kind of stuff I don't even. Bark about really? It's like okay, you're making no, your stance and evident, that and you're probably fine. you're kind of distancing yourself from certain elements of your customer base. But okay, again, I didn't do buy it. This is the though, <laughs> like almost like you're carding people at the door. Can I see your voter card? Oh, you're Republican. Get out, get the hell out of here. I don't want your money. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't like it. Which and ironically, <laughs> the um. Yeah, so we could call this into question. Oh, no, wait, we don't have to. We actually have evidence that this did not actually pay off for Bill Penzi. Within the matter of two weeks, 
um, he comes out with another long email, and, and he posted this on Facebook, too. Big post where he was saying, I need your help, folks. <laughs> and he said, you know, I'm not surprised that my, my sale promotion provoked boycotts, but as a result, <laughs> I've lost a significant amount of people from my email list and I'm going to have a gift card promotion in order to try to lure people back so, <laughs> he said he lost 40,000 subscribers from his spice email list oh my word and it, now he claims he also acquired thirty thousand, but he's ten thousand down, and I need help. I need to, I need to cover that gap. So he's offering up um, two twenty-five dollar gift cards for the total sum of thirty-five dollars, and this is to encourage either you yeah. or to hand these out to others, so that they would then come to his company and purchase the spices. Oh, you know, and, and not only that. He encouraged us to actually purchase additional cards at seventeen dollars and fifty cents each, mm-hmm. but the minimum was two. So the two twenty-five, oh, the two twenty-five dollar cards for thirty-five, and then any additional ones were seventeen fifty each. Mm, yes. So, yeah, he's now in the matter of just two weeks, significantly down. Now he claims that the forty thousand people that unsubscribed. Were, were negligible. He claims they were only 3% of his email list, which if you crunch the numbers quickly, means that his Spice email sales list apparently has 1.4 million people. Call me this. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But if, if, that, if that's the case, but let's just, okay, Bill devil's advocate here and everything else let's let's go with it and say that that's true well the 10,000 shortfall that you're claiming would amount to 0.06% or something I mean like a minuscule number not a number you would really fret over to the extent that less than 1% loss you're going to try to make up by giving away Wait, wait. <laughs> I know. 30% discount on your gift cards to recover it, the point it, it, seven percent. It makes no sense. Math is not my friend. We both know this. But even but, to me, this makes no sense. Yeah, so this guy clearly failed civics and math. And possibly marketing and entrepreneurialism in his business course as well. <laughs> definitely failed citizenship. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to claim you've lost 0.7% of your email. And these aren't even guaranteed sales. That's just people who get your email like, no, not this jackass again. Delete. Well, I, I ha- it makes me wonder as to how well he's doing in his business if 10,000 people, uh, a loss of 10,000 customers impacts him so much that he's begging the, his, the customer base that he kept and the new ones to buy these gift cards to incentivize others to buy pensies. Yeah, it, it's his, his reaction doesn't measure up to the minuscule number he's claiming. 
You know, so like he's trying to say, oh, I lost forty thousand. It was only three percent, but I want to make that ten grand back of subscribers. And again, these aren't even customers; these are just email subscribers, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. Sorry. His, I, his, I don't either. It makes no sense to me. His Facebook page, if you look at the likes, which is a far easier thing to do than actually subscribing to an email list, is less than half of the claimed 1.4 million email subscribers he has. So I've got all kinds of issues with his claimage here. But um, hey, you know, again, I'm glad everything's working out for you and that your non-racist customer base is keeping you afloat, Bill. I'm following it. I actually went and um, bookmarked his his page. I didn't like it. I just bookmarked it so I could access it later because it's a public page, so you can access it out, out of outside of Facebook. But I'm just like I want to keep abreast of the whole telenovela because <laughs> I know you know he's going to bitch about it. You know, in a little while, he's going to come out with a new post saying, you know, we still need more people to buy this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Please help us out. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm not going to lie. I'm here for that. Well, you know, also, too, what's going to come is that the the people that fled his email list are going to be called racist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that goes without saying. But, you know, like I, like I told you when we were getting our notes ready this afternoon... I know liberals that actually decided not to buy from Pensies anymore because they don't want their spices politicized either. And Mm -hmm. for him to say something that vile against people he doesn't even know, that was a little, uh, that was a step too far for for some liberals. I mean, you you have your whack jobs that are more leftist than liberal, but you still have some that are like, that has no place. None. If you're selling spices, you're not uh, running the DNC, you're not, you know, raising money for any left cause or anything like that, so that has no place for it. And they just felt it was extremely vile, and they decided not to sell, not to buy from Penzies anymore. So and these are people that I know personal. So, you know, like I, like I said, these are people I know personally, like my former next-door neighbor who was a social psychologist whatever that is. And she was like, as left as they come. And she was like, oh no, I am so done. You don't say that to people. Blah, blah, blah. And she's just like spewing forth. And I'm going, wow, I didn't think this would get you so mad. I just... (laughs) I had somebody in my comments... I just want to say I love you. (laughs) I I wrote about it yesterday and somebody in the comments said that they had uh, two members of the family that were in the military and I don't know if they were cooks in the military or somebody said they're very big on cooking and they've been using Penzi spices and said that they sent them my article and immediately said <laughs> done with them yeah um yeah yeah your article has actually made the rounds um so because i've sent it to a few people as well and it the, this whole thing believe it or not he has a sister that has her own spice company. It's called the Spice House, and that's and that's also the same at on Twitter. And uh, you can go to thespicehouse.com. And the the prices are, I think, a little better than Penzi's, and the quality is superb. So, and she has never been political. I don't even know what her political leanings are because she's never brought them up. 
in any of her, you know, emails or anything like that. And every so often, you know, she'll have like a, she'll come up with a special blend depending on the holiday or whatever. But she covers most of the holidays. So it's, it's not like she's like, she didn't do one for Pride Month. She did a patriotic one. She didn't do one for um, the NEA, but she did one for end of the year for teachers. So, you know, that was kind of nice. She's done one for breast cancer awareness, you know, that kind of thing. But nothing where she actually came out and said, you know, Republicans are racist or, you know, anything to that effect. So I would, you know. There's actually a spice company out by you. It's called uh, Texas Joy Seasoning. Well, by you in quotation marks because... I just happen to be in Texas, and they're in Texas, but they're actually about five hours from me. <laughs> well, it's a hell of a lot closer than Milwaukee, where Penn's is. This is true. Okay. This is true. <laughs> I'm sure they ship as well. They do. I looked them up. Yes, they do. There's also McCormick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, uh, I, I know that there's a certain snobbish element to ordering these exotic spices and everything from uh, a catalog or whatever, but I am quite satisfied with the offerings at my grocery store. I mean, they they come from the same place. (laughs) Speaking of, I'm almost out of my Marlin spice from uh, Ernest Hemingway collection. I, I I have been hoarding mine. I'll be honest. I don't even, I don't even serve it to people. It's just for me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for for Christmas, Brad actually sent me a jar, and I'm sure he meant it so that I could share, you know, whenever I cook. And uh, no, I don't. I just I hoard it for myself. End of discussion. <laughs> Nobody else in this house gets it. I just do with it what you will. It's totally up to you. But no, I love it. I know. Stuff on. We just had uh, we had street tacos here tonight. I was putting it on my meat in the taco. Mm. Just that stuff jazzes that me anything good, up. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. I I put it on uh, scrambled eggs. I do it on baked potatoes. I do it pretty much on everything. It's really good. And of course, you know we we have fresh fish out here, so that's always been a plus. But I only do it for me. It's mine. Nobody <laughs> else. <laughs> I'm I'm I I share a lot of stuff with. With my family, with people and everything. There's just some things that are just for me. And I have told this to everybody. I literally hoard the Van Gogh vodka, the, the chocolate, mm-hmm. the Dutch chocolate vodka. Everyone knows that that is all mine. No one's to touch it. And no one has so far. As a matter of fact, when I was hosting the uh, Twitter get-together with uh, Freedom Recon and Velvet and Courtney and, you know, all... Uh, Erath was here, and um, Erath found the found the bottle, and I looked at him. I said, "You better put that back Uh-oh. before you lose a finger." And he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and he put it back. I said, "No, no, I have I have chocolate vodka over here for us to drink, but that's my private stash. Nobody else touches it." And I hear Velvet in the other room going, "Oh, is that that Dutch vodka you were talking about?" She knew. She knew, okay? <laughs> Everybody knows that's my vodka. Nobody else touches it. <laughs> I might have to have some tonight now that you're... I'm glad that I have. 
bringing it up, and uh, we've been on the Dutch topics all night, so yeah. Yes, that's right. This has been a really Dutchy. Ha! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what do we got? Ten minutes here, but what are we going to fill with? We still got time. I mean, uh... Oh, oh, oh. We have to fill in with something that I'm sure is going to make Ordy laugh. Yes, I know your name. (laughs) So... Uh, well, actually, you, you're bringing something to the art table, and I'm bringing something to the NFT table. <laughs> is it a real table, or is it just a digital <laughs> It's an NFT of, table. Okay. <laughs> it's, an, it's on a blockchain. <laughs> it's a virtual table. Yes. Uh, I heard news today that the country of Palau is actually going to do an NFT of an ID. Now, Palau is out in the beautiful South Pacific, and they rely solely on tourism. I mean, this is a very, very small country, and they get, you know, what they call yachties, I guess, you know, people in yachts, hundreds of thousands a year. But because of COVID restrictions, it it has dropped off tremendously. I mean, I think one whole year they didn't even have a single person come. So, unfortunately, they're facing a real big hardship. They're about to default on their loans and and all that stuff. So, they've come up with a nice idea to incentivize people to invest in the country of Palau. And they've come up with an NFT ID. And this, this ID will give you certain perks for it's a little it costs a little over two hundred dollars uh or i should say a little under three hundred dollars and with it you can um you can use it to change your name put a petition to change your name you can use it to establish a business with a palau address And you can also use it, and this is the most important part, to trade cryptocurrency. Now, the reason that's important is that there are a lot of countries that ban the um, trading of cryptocurrency, namely China. So they're hoping to attract that level of um, interest uh, into Palau and get a source of income in that manner. The problem with that being that you're just inviting crypto scammers to take over and and do all sorts of uh, nilly-willy shit with your country. But Palau is basically on their last, you know, their last legs when it comes to this because there are still a lot of restrictions out in the South Seas when it comes to COVID, specifically since China is in such proximity. And uh, this, is, this is a way for Palau to actually get an income stream without having to deal with people visiting the island. And I'm just thinking, I'm sitting here going, I could petition to change my name for $286. <laughs> <laughs> I have no cryptocurrency to trade or exchange or anything like that. But there's a lot of people that are interested in that avenue. And I think 
that avenue alone. Oh, and putting a business address in Palau is actually beneficial to a lot of people that are trying to, um, let's just say, skirt taxation in some format. <laughs> so, um, so I'm I'm hoping that they learned a lesson with what happened in Estonia and tried to curtail the uh, crypto scammers. Um, while doing this, but I, I, I'm just think, sitting here going, a virtual ID that you don't see, but you have, and an address that you don't have and cannot see, but you can use. Okay. <laughs> there's there's still so much about this. I. Uh... I really can't grasp. I mean, Ordy and I talked about one last week where <laughs> this one outfit thought they bought the rights to Dune or something. <laughs> no, they bought the rights to a solitary book of Dune. <laughs> yeah, just one. It, it, it's like we are still got some growing pains <laughs> going through on this. You know, <laughs> they're going to shoot movies. They're going to do a series. They're going to no, no, dude. You just you bought a book. He <laughs> didn't buy the dire concept, but it's it's what makes our world fabulous. Is the things that don't make sense. They don't. I mean, I'm still trying to work out this NFT thing. Ordy has tried explaining it so many times to me, and I just look at Ordy with that expression on my face. Mm-hmm. I know you've told me this three times, and I'm smiling, but I still don't get it. <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm five. Five. <laughs> Okay, you know how you own a baseball card, but you don't own the baseball player? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Do I really? I don't? What? Okay. So, yeah, so that's that's a little NFT fun coming out from the South Seeds for (laughs) you. But there's a... We had a little bit of a sign of tangible wealth recently. Mm, yeah. New York City, there were some joggers going around, and all of a sudden, as they're going through, I don't know, I think it was Central Park, mm-hmm. came across about a, what, four foot by four foot gold cube. Just yes, it was. Sitting right there in the in the park in the snow, just a gold. solid twenty-four karat gold cube. Ugliest thing I've seen so far. Well, I didn't <laughs> think it was really that ugly. Well, stupid uh, AF, I would say. Yes. Uh, you um, can say it. You can say it. Say it. Say it. This stupid was ass. stupid as fuck. Okay. Thank no. you. <laughs> Um, this this was an art installation, believe it or or not. Um, uh, it's New York. Pure gold cube, you know, like we said, made in a foundry. They actually worked on this in Europe to make this thing um, to to bring it out and, and set it in a park. Just boom, drop this gold cube in a park. German artist Niklas Kastey. Is it Castillo? Is that German? <laughs> Sounds pretty damn Spanish to me. <laughs> I don't know. How 
uh, say Costello in, in German. Uh, I don't think you would say Costello. I don't know. He's a, he's a German artist who's appropriated your culture. It's supposed to be, yeah, it, it's Castello. That's yeah, his, That's how you would pronounce it in Spanish. So right. I, I don't know. In German, it would be Costello. You know, Costello! Yeah, everything in German is just <laughs> pissed off. Das, I love you! Oh, oh okay. Back, back <laughs> off, back off. But uh, Niklas designed this cube for uh, for the artwork installation. It's not for sale. No. So, um, apparently Nicholas is doing good for himself because this damn thing cost $11.7 million to create. I, do you have any idea how many shoes I can buy with that much money? More than Colin Kaepernick? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> this was, uh, he positioned his installation near the park's Nomburg Bandshell, because of course it's a German name. Of course. The, um, <laughs> I- I'm trying desperately to wrap my head around just what in the living hell are we doing here? Um, it was a conceptual work of art in all of its facets, says Niklas. Not explaining ah, anything. I see what he said. Yeah, he didn't explain anything, but uh, it, it sounds good. Granted, maybe I'm old school, maybe I'm well, un-nuanced, yeah, but usually I would expect art to have some type of messaging, some some kind of delivery. I mean, you're doing something granted to provoke a reaction, sure, but it, ultimately it's, it's, there has to be an underpinning of message, right? I mean, no, no, it's not. Um, however, as one will come to expect these days, there's a cryptocurrency attached to this. You have got to be shitting me. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> Going to be called the Costello coin. <laughs> no. I, I really think we are getting to a point in time where it's just going to become. We are getting trolled. It's, yes. We're going to be reaching a saturation point now where it's just going. It's going to be social stature. And I was like, so, so what's the name of your cryptocurrency? <laughs> what do you mean you don't have one? Oh my God, you don't have a crypto? Whatever. I know. It's going to be the de facto snob. Uh, the, 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 the snob element attached to crypto is going to be off the charts, seriously. I mean, we, um, and this one in particular, simply because of that stupid cube. just started this past weekend. And oh, did yeah. you know there was a, there's a crypto coin attached to a NASCAR driver? Oh, God. No, I did not know that. This, I could have gone good... my life not knowing that. No, no, this is a solid one here. You, you're familiar with the phrase, let's go, Brandon? Of course. You've heard of that before? Okay, good. I just want to make sure we're on the same yeah, page. Yeah, 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 it's vaguely familiar. Okay. <laughs> um, there is an LGB coin. It's on the blockchain. It's for sale. 
and they were actually going to sponsor the driver that inspired the phrase. Brandon Brown is his name. Remember? Let me guess. For he some weird reason, mm-hmm. I I get the feeling that Brandon Brown is actually suffering as a result of something that was out of his control and he had nothing to do with. Well, no, Am actually, right? uh, it kind of, but in a full circle type of thing. Now, oh. if anybody's not familiar with the genesis of it all, I'll go real quick. He won a race in the second tier of NASCAR last year in the Xfinity Series. They were doing trackside interview with him. The crowd started chanting F. Joe Biden and the dim bulb NBC on-track reporterette tried to spin it, and she's like, oh my gosh, listen to them. They're all saying, let's go, Brandon! Which, everybody mocked incessantly about two seconds after she said it, and then the catchphrase bloomed. Brandon Brown, of course, became the center of all of this against his will. Yeah. And he started to actually get on the receiving end of negative publicity to the point that he had trouble actually garnering sponsorships. Like companies didn't want to touch him because they thought he was nuclear. So he and, had, and he was really trying sad. to like, be as apolitical as possible. He even put out like a Newsweek editorial. He's like, listen, I, I, I have nothing to do to stop my control. I didn't provoke it. I'm more, you know, let's go America. That's me, you know, trying to be neutral. He had trouble getting sponsors, so this cryptocurrency cropped up, and they decided to sponsor him. And he's like, hell, I can't get anybody else. I better embrace this. And he got so far, like, he had a paint scheme on the car and everything. And they submitted this, and NASCAR approved it, because it says LGBcoin.io on the quarter panel. You know, that was his sponsor. Right, that's the sponsor. And NASCAR came back and it's like, well, you know, the only thing we're griping about, um, the stars on your side there by the number are too close. They have to be two inches from the number so the number's clear for spotters. And they're like, okay, we'll fix that. But everything else is good. Well, then NASCAR found out that there was a controversy. <gasps> Let's go, Brandon. That's, that's, that's uh, vulgar. How was it? It's not vulgar. It was an acronym of a non-vulgar term, which is a reference to... <laughs> I mean, it was like three steps away from vulgar, and they're calling it... So NASCAR pulled it and said, oh, oh no, 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 it's still in review process. Bullshit. Yeah, and his racing team was said, um, we've got the email where you gave us the thumbs up. <laughs> and then the company of the LGB coin said, yeah, we were in discussion with them, and they were cool with everything. Until some people got their nose out of the joint and got pissy about it. You can't have that vulgarity on there. But it's not a vulgarity. Let's Go Brandon has absolutely no vulgarity on it. As a matter of fact, it actually tones the vulgarity away. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that... But they cannot handle it. It's not even that. It's LGB coin. That is the actual name of the cryptocurrency. Yeah. So it's an acronym. Exactly. It's not even close to vulgar. So NASCAR spiked that. But the cool thing is the company is retaining Brandon as a spokesperson for them. So oh, that's nice. He's he's banking like about a eight-figure contract with them. And I guess he may be pouring the money back into the team or something, doing promos for him and elsewhere. But uh, yeah, NASCAR is getting softer and softer with each season, let's just say it sucks i know it sucks and it all started with the whole you know winston cup and having to change the name and all that shit 
I the moment they did that, I said, "Oh, there's the slope, and everybody's sliding." And then they, you know, requested people not bring Confederate flags to the infield anymore. And then in yeah. 2020, they turned that they they codified it and said you can't bring them because of Black Lives Matter and such. And then well, who doesn't even watch yeah. the damn thing? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's always been my point it's like you're bowing to people that don't watch the race and the, this is what I don't understand the whole Bubba Wallace thing was stupid and it was debunked and he still doubled down on it in an interview or whatever show that he was on afterwards for ESPN right or somebody and, I, and I'm just like people are still buying into that and it was I mean the FBI cleared everybody from it they said no this was not a hate crime yeah they found it was hanging in that stall the prior season they had photographs actually with another car in that stall and the thing that really pissed me off was when he did the espn documentary i think it was like around november or so yeah yeah he was still bitching about it but the the reporter even says like you know there are a number of people that didn't support you wholeheartedly He's like yep haven't forgotten got all their names i know them all so you won't forgive them for not supporting a fake story. Okay, Bubba. And then his no, family got a... on there and declared it was a hate crime. And yes, it was. And that was all directed at him. And... <laughs> yeah, you know, he had the opportunity. He really had the opportunity to actually rise above that as a biracial um, person and become the voice of unity. And he he actually chose one side over the other when he did that. And it's sad because the opportunity was there. It was ripe for the taking. He could have been so much bigger and, <laughs> and been such a good, bigger voice. But no, now he's just a hack that is riding on the laurels of racism. Well, this weekend, too. Really hack it. We, we saw NASCAR make a pretty big mistake, too. That Normally, last weekend would have been what they call the Bush Clash, and that would be a series of smaller races they hold at Daytona Speedway. Right. The, <laughs> you know, and then they, the ones that they got moved over to the L.A. Coliseum? They held it inside <laughs> the Los Angeles Coliseum. This track was stupid. Uh, yeah. Ridiculous. Because isn't it supposed to be more than a quarter mile? <laughs> a quarter mile track is half the size of the smallest track in NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, I like, when I guarantee I saw that, you, I'm watching them race, and I don't think a single car ever got into fourth gear. Well, like they, I, you power out of the turn, hit third gear, and you're right on the brake and instantly. It's like, stop I, it already. I actually have a friend that went, and he took pictures prior to because um, he's he's a tech guy behind the scenes and he took pictures of the whole track and I said um, why is the picture so small and he's like it, it's not this is a normal size picture I thought he had like like messed around with it edited somehow and I said people can't drive on that track that's not big enough I mean I'm not a big NASCAR person but even I could tell that there's no freaking way you can have a race on something like that and he said it's a quarter mile and i'm like somebody's gonna die somebody is gonna yeah. die <laughs> this is designed to oh, kill no. people this is probably the safest track going because i don't think they ever busted a buck 20 as far as speed 
It was ridiculous. I mean, I the thought... most cars they could have was in the final race, and it was 24, no, 23, I think, with a provision involved. And they, they I thought that took the up, class... like, half the track. It was dumb. The Clash is supposed to be, like, this, you know, really big event. It's supposed to be very showy, and you're supposed to be very fast, and, you know, it, it's like the peacock of events for NASCAR. You're, you're supposed to show off in it, and there was no room. There's no room to show off. And, and well, they normally run the, tri- the the Clash at Daytona, like I said. That's two yeah. and a half miles. <laughs> they went from two and a half miles to a quarter mile. <laughs> Honest to God, I thought they were going to bring out derby derby cars. <laughs> I mean, it was just dumb. And then they, they did a, like a wide shot every so often, you know, of the whole track and in the stadium. If they had 20% of the seats filled, I'd be surprised. Who's, I mean, this was a bust from start to finish. I don't, know, I mean, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Why they did this, what the purpose was, I don't know. But like when they first announced it, they said, oh, we're going to race in Los Angeles over at the new stadium. And I thought they were going to do it at SoFi Field. Like they were going to circle yeah, in the yeah. parking lot or something like that and build stands or something. I was like, what are they going to do? And then they said, no, it's inside the Coliseum. I was like, Inside? Like it's yeah. a monster truck rally. What the hell? Yeah, I saw pictures of it. And I said, "This just like doesn't, to me, it doesn't jive." They did like an overhead shot, and Ordy might remember this back in the day. Budweiser used to have a sign we would bring to some bars. It was maybe about four feet in length, and it was an oval in shape, and it had like a big sign, and the two ends of it, it basically what they had is like little plastic cars on wheels. You know when they would spin. But half of each of those circles were covered by the signage in the middle, so it looked like they were actually doing a full oval loop, <laughs> if you looked at it. I mean, <laughs> it was simplistic, but it was a good effect. It was like, all right, I see what you're doing. This thing reminded me of that. It looked, that's just nonsense ridiculous. It's like, this is a slot car truck. I'm watching slot cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was severely disappointed with it, and I don't know, I... NASCAR did not do itself any favors. So good job, guys. That's that's well done. Yeah, you really impressed the people of Los Angeles who <laughs> did not show up to watch you. <laughs> they didn't go. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I, and the thing the thing is, I'm surprised that they actually held it in California, who's still you know mostly locked down anyway. I would have chosen a place where it's like open. I'm just surprised they didn't race in electric cars when they announced to be there, too. But. No, like, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, that would have been the, the pinnacle of the whole thing. Well, we're probably going to have to wrap up here, right? Mm-hmm. Turn the keys back over to the owners and clean our place up a bit, so. Yes. Let's do it. Well, where can we find you, Brad? I... I'm available in numerous forms and areas. You can uh, see me every day over on the front page at townhall.com. My VAP column is rift from the headlines where I make fun of the media on a daily basis. Also a regular on the front page of Red State just about every day. You can hear me on this very network. Thursday evening, I'm going to be back here, 8.30 p.m. with Ordy Packard as he and I delve into all the important entertainment news to guide you into the weekend with the culture shift. 
Alternate Thursdays, me and Paul Younger here with Disasters in the Making. And if you need more of me than that, and let's face it, you do, if you head over to Twitter, I am at Martini Shark. How about you, Aggie? Where can people find more of your gold nuggets of content? <laughs> As if I have any. Uh, you can find me at Aggie Regan and at Aggie the Barkeep. That's the um, cocktail account over at Twitter. And at Aggie Regan, also on Getter. And you can find me 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday nights doing the Cocktail Lounge with my affable, quaffable co-host, Brad Slager. That's you. And Friday nights, also 8.30 p.m. Eastern doing He Said, She Said with the quirky, lovable Mickey Blowtorch. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging out with us as I completely freaked out over the whole Reinhardt's fault. Um, <laughs> y'all have a good night. <laughs> Raise a glass and look at the ceiling. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details